What's up, you guys? Welcome to this special episode of Big Little Life with the Dashleys. Today, Ashley and I are sitting down with our trainer from the gym we go to, Orange Theory. His name is David Fajardo, and you are in for a real treat today. We talk with David about fitness. We answer all of the, we try to get to all of the questions that you guys had from Instagram. We answered the most commonly asked questions about fitness, about everything related to fitness, nutrition, health, how to get started, how to finish, and everything in between. A lot of motivation in here from David, a lot of perspective on the why behind working out that really is going to change how Ashley and I see things and our motivation for going to the gym, which was so helpful. So a quick bio about David before we dive into the interview. David was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. He has three sisters and no brothers. He has a bachelor's in exercise and wellness from BYU, and he is a nationally certified personal trainer from NASM and also a TRX and Orange Theory certified trainer. He's lived in Utah for almost five years, and he's married to Allison and has two kids, Ruby and Clark. Quick side note, we talk a lot about Orange Theory, but this isn't sponsored by Orange Theory. We just go there and David works there. So you can apply these things that we talk about to your own gym if you don't go to Orange Theory. So without further ado, let's dive into our interview with David Fajardo. All right, we are here with David Fajardo. David, welcome. So glad to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. David is, like we said in the intro, he is our trainer, one of the trainers at the Orange Theory that we go to, and Ashley wants to say something. (laughs) And so we normally have two chairs in our little bedroom office, but now he's sitting in one, and Ashley and I are sharing a chair just to give you a little visual about what's going on here right now. I still have Ashley's chair. David, still. We have literally thousands of questions that you guys submitted to us through our Instagram. Make sure to follow us at at the Dashleys. We do a ton of polls and the little question boxes. I don't know what they're called to get you guys involved with our podcast. So if you're loving the podcast, if you're wanting to hear more, if you have like specific things you want to hear about, make sure to follow us at the Dashleys on Instagram and we will be sure to chat with you about literally everything. So did you always, um, so you you were in sports and everything in high school, mm-hmm. and then um, what made you want to be a physical, what, personal, what made you want to be a personal <laughs> like, trainer? Like enter the a world physical of personal. physical fitness. <laughs> what made what you want to be the You're deciding a job and you uh, choose personal fitness. Yeah, like the so world may, of personal maybe to give fitness. you a little bit of background. So I am, um, I went to BYU. I got my Brigham Young University. Yeah. You guys don't know. Further down in Utah. Did you guys go to that school? I or? did. You did. Okay. Dallin went to Weber. Uh, Weber. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're purple or something, right? Wolverines? Or is that it? No. It's the Wildcats. Wildcats. Okay. Um, well, I went to BYU. I, um, I got my undergrad in exercise science. Mm-hmm. Originally, I got through almost to my sophomore, junior year as a Mandarin Chinese and business major. Oh, I knew a lot of boys who did that. So Whoa. that was like I, every boy I met. I, I went on it. I went on an LDS mission. I spoke Mandarin Chinese, uh-huh. oh, and sweet. so I came home and was like, "That's that's a natural pairing of you can get like, like the use the language skill, international business. It's kind of it's a money maker. Mm-hmm. Why not?" And I got really far in. I got kind of far in the program. Almost finished the Chinese major. Was looking to apply to business school and kind of go into that. And I just didn't love it. Chinese was cool. It was just easy because I learned it. Right. Well, Dylan and I had that. Like and then our like jobs the, weren't our passion. Yeah. And like the business thing, just it, I couldn't really see myself doing it. And so while I was in that townhome place, the Enclave, mm-hmm. we had a group of my roommates and friends that we would go over that goal. It's not Gold's anymore, but that's on Ninth East. 
you know, that little gym. Gold's gym. Oh yeah. That's like overpopulated. Yeah. I was there <laughs> That too. tiny little gym. Yeah. We would go over there and there'd be a group of like 10 of us and we would all roll in together at 5 a.m. We'd all work out for like an hour and a half, two hours together. I wasn't there at 5 and for some reason, <laughs> so I guess the 5 a.m. thing started really early for me. Yeah. Um, for some reason it like, they started to like look to me to lead the workouts they were doing. And so I would come up with the routines we do. Oh, cool. We would put our stuff on a bunch of benches. We would go through different sets with the dumbbells, the machines, whatever it is. And we'd kind of circle through it as like a little group. And our group got really big. I think we had like 13 or 14 people at one point that would all go in together. So basically when we had like that big group that was going, I think I just kind of, it started to click with, I enjoyed doing it. And so I just, I went into the counselor that's there to like figure out majors and stuff like that. And kind of was asking about like pre-med, physical therapy, chiropractic, that kind of stuff, what it would require. And switched everything <laughs> had, to get, had to get a lot of stuff done really fast i took a lot of really heavy credit semesters like i think my last three semesters were all 21 to 22 credit oh, wow. semesters just to pump through it and get it done by the time i was supposed to graduate and so yeah wow. made the switch and then haven't haven't looked back okay so let's get on to the q a you guys like i said sent in hundreds and hundreds of th of questions for like that you wish you could ask a personal trainer if you don't have access to one so we're just going to kind of start and run through as many as we can get to the first one dallin has asked this question like we've talked about this and it's kind of a fad right now what what's the deal with intermittent fasting and like what's your take on that um, my take on it so i don't i don't have an extensive nutrition background i'll just put that right out there like i I've learned some, I, I keep up on kind of what's current and everything, but like, I don't, I'm not officially like credentialed in nutrition. So kind of what you're going to get from me is what I've heard from other people's experience uh -huh. and then what's maybe worked for me. Um, intermittent fasting, it's, it, it can be good for if it's something that works for you, if it's something that would work into your lifestyle. It's basically you're, you're giving yourself a period of eating and a long period of fasting which it's typically, I don't know, 16 to 16 to 18 hours of fasting. And then it's like a six to eight hour window of eating okay. that you wouldn't. So the whole idea is that you're giving your body a chance for the digestive system to work on its own, to actually digest the food and to not keep it running. Because if you're eating constantly, if you're doing something like that, it's that system in your body is continually having to work and it's never getting rest. So you're basically resting your digestive system because you're not giving it something to digest. It's basically what it is. So there, I mean, there's some health implications to it. Like people that have different medical issues and things like that, it can be a benefit too. Or people who just get really hungry. But And see, like, it, it's interesting. It's like me and my wife have talked about it too. And like she, my wife has actually done some version of intermittent fasting. But for me, it just, my lifestyle, the time I wake up in the morning, things like that, how active I am on my feet at work. Like, I don't know, most people aren't up on their feet for four or five, six hours in a row teaching a class mm -hmm. and using that amount of energy. So I am literally hungry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, to me, like fast Sunday at church is a struggle I was gonna to even bring that get up. through, like to get through half a day. And uh, like, <laughs> when my wife's like 24 hour fast, it's like, oh no, this is going to be a hard day. So like, <laughs> For me, it's like if I go like two, three hours without food, it's like I got to find something to eat because I just feel like my body's going like to start dying. to like crash. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, so. people in, in our church, in the LDS church or Mormon church, 
every month we do what's called fast Sunday, where you, you skip two meals and you take the money that you would have spent on those two meals and you donate it to the church to use to help other members. It's a biblical principle. And non-members too. And it non-members. Goes, a lot of it goes to like people that aren't even members. Uh-huh. Um, but it is literally the hardest thing to do all <laughs> It's month. a struggle. It'll be like, I'm going to eat at 10 p.m. the night before and right after church. <laughs> I know, to skip like <laughs> two meals. Yeah. Yeah. Skip breakfast and the lunch that would have been an early it's lunch. It's technically church. supposed to be like breakfast and lunch, but Dallin and I, like we we start and hey, we get I'll like... I'll skip lunch, but I'll just have dinner at like, shoot, 2.30 or dinner 3. Dinner can happen That's how we were growing up. It's like, we're going to have a 2.30 dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pre-dinner. That's yeah. skipping two meals, right? So it sounds like your wife is pretty into fitness too. You guys do the, are you guys really into fitness together? I, I think we're, I, I think it's good because we're a little bit different and balanced in a different way where she loves and knows the importance of fitness, but she's not as into it as I am. Like for me, I want to get my four workouts in during the week and it, I know like I feel different when I don't, when I like can't get in as much uh-huh. where for her she understands and, and likes getting the workouts in, but if she misses the day or so, it's not like the end of the world or it's not like, oh man, suddenly her mood's down a little bit lower. Yeah. But like for me, I have a noticeable difference if it's like, oh, I'll feel a little bit more stressed because I mean, it can be a stress relief just going in and exercising. So yeah, we're a little bit different that way. But I would say on the food front, the nutrition side, she is way stronger than I am. Really? As far as just, and we're a little weird when it comes to nutrition. Like we, I was telling you guys earlier, we like, we soak our rice before we cook it. We yeah, soak tell our, us all about that. our beans, our lentils. We ferment food on our own. My wife makes her own sourdough bread from scratch. We wow. She has a start? She has a starter, yep. <sighs> and it's like all it's like it's non-yeast natural starter. And so we we do a lot where we don't exclude food groups. So like we eat dairy, we eat gluten, we eat that stuff, but it's prepared in the right way. Uh-huh. Like if we do milk, there's a farm up the road in West Jordan that sells raw milk. And Winder? so we use that. Or it's Winder. um, Winder. it's Utah natural meat. So if you're in Utah, that's a really good place. It's right up in West Jordan off of Utah like, natural. So, Utah okay. Natural so meat. what's the deal with raw milk? How, what is your what take is, on it? Yeah. I was really kind of freaked out at first when I tried it. Cause I'm like, is there going to be hair in this? Or is yeah. there going to be like, well, is like, it warm? They probably like clean it somehow or like it's filtered. Well, yeah. It's, it's non-heated. It's, it's straight strain up. it. It's, they, they probably strain it. Yeah. I would guess. But there, there's a full on dairy up in West Jordan and they let you tour it if you want. It's, it's pretty cool. But they, um, the whole idea is when milk is pasteurized, it loses a lot of the enzymes that actually help break it down. Oh, like, lac- like lactase, stuff right. like that. So when people are lactose intolerant, it's, um, when they're drinking milk or something, it's been pasteurized. Like say you go to Smith's and you, right, cause most babies who are born aren't. Yeah. And so like they, they'll go and they'll, they'll drink milk and it's just that their body's lacking the enzymes to break it down. The milk doesn't have the enzymes. So they get a stomach ache. They don't feel good. They break out. There's adverse reaction to it. It is my life. But a lot of times when you drink raw milk, you don't have as much or any of the adverse reaction because you have the enzymes within the milk because they haven't been superheated to destroy them. Because huh. pasteurization is just a superheating of the liquid. Right. So and then they cool it back down. Bacteria. So it kills bacteria. Right. But there's, I mean, in the, we've used raw milk for probably like four plus years now and we have never gotten sick or what's, anything. What's from the it. price difference? It's a lot more. It's a lot more. Yeah. You're looking at like, at that there, it's like $9 a gallon compared to one fifty or $2 a gallon if you go to like Harmon's. Right. So it's much different. But the thing is we don't drink it like in excess. It would be like if we had it, it would be to have to use in mac and cheese or to yeah, use I'm in whatever. I'm not like whatever. a huge milk drinker either. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, huh. I could drink milk a lot. So but, do you, you drink? Know. So it's whole then, obviously. It's right? whole. Yeah, yeah. So it's full fat and everything like that. But yeah. I think people get a little scared of that because it's like it's full. There's calories in it. There's, but I mean, it's it's just a moderation. Yeah, and, thing. and the thing is, we're kind of about like not necessarily what is low fat, what is high protein, what is carbohydrate, whatever it is. We're just about what's the quality of the food, and then how we feel when we eat it. And oh. so, like for me, I don't eat a lot of chocolate because it just doesn't sit well with me when I eat it. My wife's more of the sweet tooth. I'm more of like the savory. Like I would go and eat a steak right now if I could, but my wife would probably be like, oh, I have five chocolate chip cookies right <laughs> yeah. now instead. So like we just kind of, what it's, I guess you consider it more like intuitive eating. And mm-hmm. so just whatever feels right with our bodies, we just do. And we experiment and change things up a lot with how we prepare and make our food. That's cool. So, so do you hard. count, do you track calories at all? No. No. We don't count macros. We don't wear food. We don't I count calories. It. We don't. Because I feel that's like what we, we like to hear. It's funny. <laughs> Del and There's I have tried, and every time we're like, I just go no. into this thing where I like. It stresses just, you out, right? Well, for school once, because I did exercise and wellness at BYU. That was and, my official degree too. Yeah. yeah and Dang, we were probably in the same classes. Seriously. Well, but, I studied um, sales. At I Weber. was the girl in all the classes <laughs> with a huge diet coke or coke zero. Oh, so you, okay. Speaking of which, that's one of my questions. What's your take on soda, particularly diet soda? Obviously, regular soda is bad because it's a a Utah epidemic of diet soda. The thing is, like, I feel like so soda I I wouldn't promote as good, but I feel like there's a lot of people that if you're drinking, say, multiple sodas a day, why not try drinking a little bit less? Are you listening? Drink a little bit more water. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not all about. Hey, you can't have this or can't do this, uh-huh. but it should be something where it's like more of a treat than like, or even just replacing like, water every day. Like when you're trying to make healthy choices, it's you, you find ways that you can scale it to you that like, if, if you were to ask someone who drinks diet Coke, let's say like a giant one every single day. And all of a sudden you're like, get rid of it a hundred percent. Well, that might work for some people. It's you're going to see, I mean, it, it just might be so stressful to the person that they're going to have all these adverse reactions early on anyways so why not just say drink half as much as you do now so you're still drinking some but like i feel like it doesn't have to be like this all or nothing thing you know what i mean like it's i still enjoy a good like i don't know nachos at cafe or the chips and queso at cafe rio like for sure but um, like they're having, a lot more children. They're having I free Cafe Rio chips right now. If you I buy saw an that. Entree. They sent me, they sent <laughs> so me you a know. notification on my phone. <laughs> they know. I, and our daughter loves them too. So yeah, that was actually in the back of my mind if I get hungry later today. But it's more about just like that there's moderation in it. There's not excessiveness. Like it's when I say that like, oh, I like chips and queso at Cafe Rio. I'm not getting it every other day. It would be like once or twice a month at most. So you can still do it, but. I feel like if there's too much stress involved, like going back to the counting calories, macros, anything like that, if it works for you, great. If it's going to cause you so much stress and trying to figure it out, then your cortisol levels raise in your body. You're going to retain body fat because cortisol affects that. Don't and say so, this. Like, I can just see Dallin being like, David said if I'm stressed out, so, I'll have cortisol. Levels. I know. So it's just like <laughs> I need to go eat Cafe Rio right well, now. I know. So I whatever. Need my Coke's <laughs> so we're gonna end the session. We're gonna go eat Cafe Rio. <laughs> but like if if it causes you so much stress, don't do it. Figure out a way that won't cause the stress that you can make minor changes and then it you're much better off. Well I like for me Dallin's more of like he he gets super motivated and he does this like amazingly good but also really 
life-changing like diet or exercise plan i more am like let's make a little change like this month and next month build on it and then Dang, the next i'm month, probably on the exercise the wellness month. route of ashley <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I, like, I don't like feeling like I'm restricting well, myself yeah. or dieting. I just yeah. I like to like make it a lifestyle. And the thing is, too, thing. so you guys know background of me. I've tried a lot of different like paleo. I've done whole thirty. I've done multiple times. Um, going without just Have you gluten. Done keto? Or, um, keto. We had a lot of people. I never ask tried a hundred percent on keto just because I put value on all macronutrients, and so I feel like when you limit carbohydrate intake, you're brain runs on glucose primarily which is a carbohydrate so and like the type of workouts that orange theory is it's primarily you're deriving your energy from carbohydrate and uh -huh. so if you go without you can see a limit in performance and i i don't know it just with my lifestyle with how my body feels i haven't really ever felt the need to do it but i i, I think keto has its place for there's a lot of medical related issues that it can help resolve in the short term and so i feel like there is a place for a more fat and protein based diet, but I feel like a diet or the way you eat should be something that is sustainable over your entire life. If you're going to do it and same with exercise. And that's why I like orange theory because it's something I can do for the rest of my life. I can fit into my schedule. I can do whatever. It's not where it's like, okay, I have to go without, we'll say the chips and queso. I have to go <laughs> without that the rest of my life. Then I don't know something like that. Just the mentality of it doesn't sit well with me. Right. If I can't sustain it long-term then right. I don't really want so, nobody can go without that long term. Okay, so we had a lot of people ask about dieting and about mm. weight loss, specifically weight loss. If you're if you're not really do you count macros and calories when if you're trying to cut or like what's your strategy for cutting or like losing weight yeah. and stuff like that? I I do think it has its place, but I think going back to like if that's going to work for the person, great, do it. If tracking your calories and my fitness pal is going to work for you, awesome like I do it oh, I, I think you need say. to find like honestly i think whatever person is trying to lose weight whoever's listening to this or whatever they should find whatever works for them because i don't think there's a one size fits all on like everybody needs to do keto everybody needs to do paleo everybody needs to do this and i think when a new diet gets introduced that's kind of the mentality is like this is the new best thing everybody needs to do it because it's what's right where i feel like you need to do what's right for what's going to work for you and then do it make mm -hmm. sure it's sustainable and then if it works for you, great. There are so many people at like the studio that we're at that they count calories, they count macros, they're on keto, they're paleo, they're doing whatever and it's working for them and great, but it's just not. Yeah. I think yeah. some people, what works for everybody kind of do better under a really strict structure. And then some people just totally rebel against it. Well, like for me, or maybe some other people can relate like um, what if I, what if you're so ingrained into these bad habits that it does feel natural, like what your body needs, but in reality, it's a lot more than your body needs. Like if somebody wants to make a major shift and that doesn't have those really good habits ingrained yet, what would you say should be the first like practical step for them? I think the first practical thing is just choose something small. That's going to be health positive. Like, let's say you go back to the soda thing. If you're drinking one soda a day, maybe you'd be, do it where it's like, I'm going to drink every other day a soda and take mm -hmm. days where you're not drinking it. So it's like you're still getting some of it, but you're getting less and then maybe taper off of that as you go. But mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like drastic all in, all or nothing type choices typically end in you hold it out well for like months or sometimes even like years, but then something reverts back because it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Well, just going back to my health 
classes, one of the two things that stuck out stuck out to me the most were, um, I think he was in like a upper level nutrition class. Like people, people eat the same amount of food every day, kind of no for the most part, like on average, no matter what it is. And they did a lot of studies, and they found out, or one study <laughs> showed that um, if they instead of eating like a portion of food, if they substituted that out for water, mm-hmm. they were still consuming the same volume and they were still feeling satiated. Mm-hmm. It was just, they were, that was a, a helpful way just to cut back a little, like, and just drinking more water. Yeah. Like I like to think a lot too, like sometimes even for me, like late at night, like my, my vice is like chips and salsa yeah. <laughs> or guac. I could, I could eat that like all day. Listen, our <laughs> live show on Sunday on Facebook is called guac and talking. Is it? We yeah. eat guacamole as, you, as you're talking. Guacamole um, I'll have to tune it. in and get my guac in my chair. <laughs> but like <laughs> best, I could, I could probably, I could probably sit and like pound a bag of chips, eat the whole thing, eat an entire tub of guac and then still feel hungry. So I think sometimes when I'm, thinking like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to go eat a bag of chips. Am I really hungry is the question I have to kind of ask myself well, first. Well, then sometimes when you're hungry, I'll like eat and eat and eat and be, and wonder why I still feel hungry. Uh-huh. And then I'll take a drink of water and I'll be like, oh my oh, gosh. Like, I was so yeah. thirsty. No, well, I was just, sometimes I think maybe it's just me being crazy, but I no, you're, mistake you're, thirst uh-huh. for hunger. Yeah. And but I mean, that's what foods that are really high in sugar really high in refined carbohydrate well, yes. there's will, a little bit about me then <laughs> well it'll it'll trick your brain to yeah. feeling like you're still hungry when you're not actually and you just need like water or something like that to dial it down yes yeah, so uh, that's been my goal just try and drink more water that should be one of my goals too um but another thing i learned was <laughs> baby steps like another steps. little yeah. thing you could do is just more whole grains because studies have shown like if you eat more whole grains you eat people who do that, who try, try and do that, start eating less food than they were before just because they're less hungry. So it's a cool way to like change your diet without actually. Yeah. Dieting. You know, I mean, it's, it's the drastic stuff, honestly, uh-huh. that typically ends poorly. And I because hate, it's not sustainable. I hate yeah. tracking calories. I start. Just, yeah. My wife's the same way. It's I like starve myself because I'm too, I'm, I would rather not have to track them <laughs> than eat. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I had to do that for school. It was like for one yeah, week. Yeah, I remember track it was calories. the. I, I forget what class it was. It, obesity ate, and like, weight management, ate, or one yeah, of them. Yeah, I ate like three hundred calories a day because I was, I uh, couldn't eat anything. I only bought cans of soup and like, just. Because I didn't want to break down recipes into, I wanted, I was just lazy. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he looked at it and he was like, are you kidding me? This is all you've eaten. But I just, I hate tracking calories. I can't do it. It makes me want to just, I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's too stressful. Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of people ask David uh, that they they're trying some things and they've done things in the past, but they basically just lost the motivation to keep going. I guess we probably already answered that they maybe they were trying too extreme, like of changes rather than small things that they can handle. But um, what are what are some tips that you have for keeping the motivation alive um, and strong? I think a big one is we could speak to people who. Let's say that they have a family, having something that the whole family can be involved with. I feel like when, like, let's say Dallin wanted to eat a certain way and mm-hmm. actually you were like, yeah, I don't want to be any part of that. Your kids didn't want to be any part of it. Dallin would have to create a whole separate We've done that, thing of and food it's hard. and then you have to create separate food and then it creates even more and work Dallin's and even more stress. And over there with his grilled chicken looking at all of us eat lasagna. All of you eating like, <laughs> I know. And so like, I feel like if the, if you can get your whole family on board with what you're eating and everything, it makes life pretty easy. And that's easier said than done. It's, I mean, with kids and stuff, especially like yeah. we can't get our four and our two-year-old to want to eat the same thing any day. And they like, I swear they are fueled by toast. They eat toast, like toast, <laughs> toast, <laughs> butter on toast. Uh-huh. That is what they probably eat 90% of the time. But like, so like in that family area, I think the biggest takeaway is just have a support system that will help you with it. So if you're single, have a friend that you can relate to or something. Mm-hmm. If it's struggling to get in to go to the gym or go work out, have someone that you go with or have someone, even if yeah. you don't go with them, that's doing a similar routine. No, that's what, one so of the you reasons can, we started Orange Theory because yeah. I had family going there and it's so much, if someone's expecting you to be there, it's so much easier to go than if it's just you. Yeah, deciding. like find someone that's going to expect you to do something and uh-huh. then you kind of help each other. So when one of them's feeling like a little unmotivated, maybe the other one's feeling more motivated. And then you kind of feed off each other's energy because there are times, I mean, no matter how fit or unfit you are, I mean, motivation ebbs and flows mm-hmm. of where it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just feeling tired today. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I feel like it gets, yeah. it's really hard in the beginning. Like I was out of it for two years having babies and things and starting was super hard. But then once you start, I feel like when you're, when you stop, you forget how good it feels to be exercising. Um, so like two weeks into Orange Theory, I felt like a totally different person and that became motivation for me to keep going, to want to keep feeling that way, knowing how I felt before for like the last year and a half of being pretty inactive. Well, like, and I don't know if you guys know this, but like with Orange Theory, the studio that you guys go to, we, um, like on our phones, we have like the class roster that uh-huh. all of the, do you see when we, drop? Oh yeah. All of the <laughs> coaches look at it before, like the day before or the hour before. And we know exactly who is, we, know exactly who is supposed to be there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so like, if we see Dallin's name and then all of a sudden, like, oh boy, all of a sudden I know where I go, shoot, this is going to be bad. Let's hope Ashley's <laughs> coming in the class after. Um, like, let's say we see Dallin's name and it's like, and then all of a sudden he doesn't show up. We like, we know. And if it goes weeks or so of like, we don't see a person, we reach out to them. Oh, that's we shoot nice. him a text. We call him. We're like, Hey, what's going on? Half the time it's like, oh yeah, I'm out of town. I'm on vacation. Yeah, or, we oh, went I've on vacation sick. and or, we like, got back. The and- entire month of February, everyone was like, my entire house is sick with whatever flu was going around Utah uh-huh. that like everybody got sick. Um, and so that's another form of accountability where like we know and we expect. And then we can see like if people are late canceling their classes, if people are like missing, dropping out. We see when people are taking themselves out. Was it like the night before? Was it an hour before? Was it the morning before? Was it 10 minutes and after? And so we, was it 10 minutes after the class because they were supposed to be there? Yeah, um, that's us. So so it's kind of nice because we are able to keep better tabs, not necessarily like in a creepy way, but like in a no, like in a was, way that like... It was really nice. Like we, we went like on having vacation. having the expectation of and- knowing 
when we got back from vacation, David was like, hey, where were you? Like, you weren't at your classes. And just like knowing that someone knew I wasn't there, it felt it felt really nice. Like the cool thing about Orange Theory, and I think I'm sure you can find it at a ton of other gyms, is there's a good sense of community where you're not just going like I went to Gold's gym and there's other gyms where you go and you don't feel like no one knows you and no one really cares if you're there or not. But if you can find a gym where maybe a smaller gym where you come in and they're like, oh, hi, Ashley. And you go in and I know aren't the girls at the you? front like yeah. super nice. But you it probably feels, like say your name every time you walk yeah, in the door. Or just, you get greeted by like seven people uh-huh. the second you walk through the door. Just to You're know. Like, oh, there's someone underneath the desk. They just said hi to me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to know someone's expecting you and knows you and you're not just alone in, in the effort to, to exercise. That's something I've really liked. Yeah. Cool. Um, another question. A lot of uh, our followers are, are kind of like us and, and you too. You have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so something that we struggled with that we're just getting into with Orange Theory is what works, what's working for us. But a lot of people ask um, how they how, how to manage fitness while um, with young, really young kids young that kids. are so like, take so much of your time. Uh-huh. Um, I think what's great, so kind of twofold you can really, there's classes all throughout the day. So like if you need to do it before your kids get up, I mean, I know it's a sacrifice, but you wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and you get it done. There's a class that early. Uh Or if it's like after the kids go to bed, you come at seven at night or you let your spouse put the kids to bed and you go get some alone time and then you stop at Target on the way home and you get a few hours to yourself or whatever it is. Yeah, Is that how you and your wife did it? (laughs) Does she go to Orange Theory too? Yeah, she does a couple days a week. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she comes in. Um, But yeah, so it's just, it's, there, there are times that can work really with any schedule. And, um, what I like too, is that it doesn't have to be in excess. So like the way the heart rate based stuff works, the interval training, it's very efficient. And so you can really do, we recommend about four times a week you come in and that's sufficient. You don't need to go seven days a week. You don't even need to go six days a week. You don't even honestly need to go five days a week. You could go four days a week, take off every other day and you would be just fine. And you would see amazing results. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly, that's my own personal routine. I go four days a week just to orange theory and I don't do anything else. Nothing else. Those Nothing other three else. days. There's no lifting. Talon's there's no extra running. Like, I think he does there's something no yoga. There's, <laughs> No, I don't go to gold's gym. I don't do any of that. And the reason is nothing against the other places. It's just that like, I'm like you, Ashley, I like the community feel, but I like that I'm busy. And so I like being done in an hour and out. I like not having to think about it Yeah. because I spent years having to think about building routines for other people. I had to think about doing my own routine and that it's very, I mean, for anyone who goes to the gym on their own, you have to go in and be like, okay, what machines am I going to use? What dumbbells am I going to use? What weights? Do I have to look it up on YouTube? Am I following a routine? It's hard. Is my machine going to be occupied? Do I have to adjust it? There's so much we're here. It's like you have a station, your class is reserved. You only have to be there 60 minutes and they tell you exactly what to do. They tell you when to stop, when to start, when to rotate, they hand you the wipe to clean it up. It's nice. They almost like, I'm going to fill your water bottle up next time and we'll upgrade the service. (laughs) But like, it's, it's all very just efficient and fast. And so you don't need to spend hours. Like I feel gone are really like the days where you have to spend like two hours a day, six, seven days a week to go and get results. You can work it. I mean, four hours a week, how many hours are there in a week? I can't do the math that fast, but there's hundreds, (laughs) hundreds and hundreds. I know Google it really quick, but yeah, I feel like honestly four hours a week, 168 hours in a week. There you go. So like, I feel like four hours of 168. I mean, they, they say the, what is it? One hour a day is 4% of your day or something. 
I feel like if it really, if health is really a value to you and getting back in shape or anything like that, you can make an hour work. People make time for whatever it is that they prioritize. So like their family, they prioritize their hobbies, whatever it is. So if fitness is something that's going to be a priority to you, I feel like four hours a week isn't hard. For real. Yeah. It, it just comes down to discipline and, and like, do you want it bad enough? Like, cause uh, like people ask us how we have find so much time to like make videos, you know, or podcasts, for example. And our response is like, we just don't watch Netflix as much as we used to. And like everybody, you know, has, has their thing that they care about enough to spend time doing it. So it sounds like just, just really care about enough and envision that goal in your mind to, to like discipline yourself enough to make it part of your day, even if it's hard. And I think too, like I look at it long-term past, like, I know you mentioned like, oh, you look like you're in good shape, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a good byproduct of exercise. You can have physique changes where it's like, oh, your arms look more tone or, oh, I have abs, whatever it is. But I feel like the biggest benefit is long-term. Like, how's your blood pressure going to be when you're 70 years old? How's right. your how's your cholesterol? That's called be? like compression of morbidity. Yeah, compression of morbidity. Okay, we're we're, we're getting back to uh, like how long, Doctor Lashemanov's class. How old are you going to be able to get? Yeah, how how long are you going to not have to deal active. with disease? Yeah, in or, later years of life. Like I want to be, I don't have to be like lifting eighty pound dumbbells when I'm seventy years old, but I want to be able to be active and moving and not have a bad back, right. not have high blood pressure, like, not be on five medications, not have sleep apnea. And, I want, and I want to be able to do that because I want to see my grandkids and be healthy. I want to see my kids grow up and be healthy. I want to be healthy long-term with my wife. And I think that's the main thing for me is that like the routine gives me more life and longevity than I do otherwise. Because otherwise it's like, what's the alternative? You're going to sit home and be sick. And like sick is in like, you might not feel it now, but like every day you do something that's like adverse against your health. I mean, you know, this with like obesity and weight management and stuff like that from BYU. No, totally. It, um, it's like, you're putting in like, um, let's say you're doing a, I don't know, you have a 401k or something like that. You put in your, your monthly amount that you're investing in stuff, but it's not like all of a sudden overnight, Oh, I got a million bucks in retirement. It's like 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Then you're cashing out retirement where exercise and health and stuff is the same way. You're, if you drink the diet soda every single day, you're slowly chipping away at what your long-term health could be. So if you limit stuff a little bit now, then you're extending life later on. And I want to be like, I want to be like the 80 year old grandpa. That's like running around out there. That's like, I don't know. That's like, no, there's some out, like, jet skiing where they're with just like, like their kids or, you know, yeah. like their kids and their grandkids and maybe their great grandkids and stuff. Like it, it's not like when you're 60, you magically suddenly have bad posture and you suddenly have high blood pressure and you suddenly have bad cholesterol. It's not like an overnight thing. It's a very slow, long-term thing that happens. I think that's a really healthy way to look at it because that like that changes how I'm going to look at it now because I've always looked at it like, man, I want to be a little fitter. I want to get like solid abs or I want to be more defined. But like when you're in the moment and you really like want to eat something, whatever you're like, ah, I don't, I don't like need it that bad. But when you think about it in terms of like, man, when I'm older, I don't want to have to be on oxygen and, and like have tons of medical bills and all that kind of thing. And just more like for you and your long-term, your life, your life, like overall happiness, rather than just getting a little bit more defined, it makes it a lot more sustainable. Oh, yeah, and that, and that's one thing that I like too. Like, I mean, you look around in the class that you're in, everyone's not like a fitness model in there. You know what I mean? No. But there are some very healthy people in there that are like all of them that are making these great choices and they're 
I mean, we hear it all the time of like, my blood pressure is now lower. I'm now not on these medications. I now I'm off my sleep machine. I'm feeling better in my body. I mean, like my stress is less. Like there are so many different things aside from just, I think people get caught up in like what they're seeing in the mirror. And and the thing is too, like I get that it's much easier said than done. Yeah. Of like to be like, oh, don't worry about what you see in the mirror. That's not a big deal. Like it's very real. And so like, I get that. Um, when I was on my mission, I gained like 35 pounds of being like bad weight. I should show you a picture. No, (laughs) my cheeks and my neck and my waist went up like four inches and it was like bad. Like I gained quite a bit of weight on my mission and then came back and had to like, kind of make it happen to like work it off and stuff like that. But so I get that there's that element of like, you want to look good and feel good. But I think Dallin, you're right where it's like, I, I look at my two little kids and my wife and they honestly mean the world to me. That's like my number one priority is like them. And I want to be able to be healthy for them going long-term. And so when I think about like, why do I, why would you wake up and go to the gym? Or these people that are like, I have to wake up at five to do it. What, if you get the why of why you're doing it, then yes, it might be hard, but it's more doable. Mm -hmm. You can be like, you know what this, I'm doing it for my kids. You know what I'm doing it to, for myself. I'm doing it, whatever your motivation may be. And then it makes it a little bit less hard. And then you don't worry so much about like, did I lose a pound this week? Is my arm definition showing? It's whatever it is. Like you just don't worry about it as much because you know that like you're not going to get unfit going and exercising. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like you're going to go do an hour workout and all of a sudden you're going to like be less healthy. Uh So like what's the, what's the risk of going and doing it? Yeah, that's good. Well, that I'm going to write down a, a better why than just like looking better. Cause like having a big, strong, a lot stronger, more like lifelong why, cause our bodies are going to get not as good looking when we get older, but like you can stay healthy. And that's it. I think that's a powerful why to keep it up the motivation to work out. I like what we've been saying. It's kind of been a personal journey I've been on just having kids and my body changing so mm-hmm. much. Like you gained 35 pounds on your mission. I gained 80 pounds I know, being pregnant. Like, Oh, it's a whole nother beast that I, that me and Dallin can't relate to at all. In a way, we it, just see it from the outside. Like it was a terrible mental struggle just growing up in our world today, especially for girls. But I think especially for guys too, like we grow up seeing what looking good looks like on magazines or on TV and in our minds, we define that as, oh, that's what beauty is, or that's mm-hmm. the goal. Um, and really, for so many people, that's not attainable. Just due to body, po- bo- like how your body is and what mm-hmm. your body looks like, you may, you probably won't look like Kendall Jenner in your lifetime. And that's what I think, too. Like, everybody's body is so different that if it were to be like, I don't know, like, Dallin's got way bigger calves than I do. I can't, like... <laughs> I could go do calf raises with so much weight and do it all day. And they're just, I don't know, genetically, it's just, I didn't get the lottery right. on and it's, calf muscles. And so like, I think just being okay with. Well, just knowing who you are, are, it's super depressing to go to the gym with these crazy goals of wanting to look like, like some people like put pictures of a supermodel on their fridge and that's their motivation not to eat. But it shouldn't be like, I, like you, you, sh- I don't know. I just, I hate that so many people aren't okay with like their core self or their base self. And then they go and work out and try and better that self. And, and but they can't never be happy. And that you can't attain mm-hmm. those goals just because that's not what your body is or, or who, who your body or will ever like become. You'll, you'll kind of talk to anyone who's kind of stretched themselves to try to reach some kind of like ideal uh-huh. and they're never happy. They're never they, happy. They reach the ideal and then there's a new ideal that they have to reach. And so like when you kind of get to a place where you're not like you're saying like, oh, I'm overweight. I'm okay with being overweight no, and just healthy. Going it's to the gym, not like, to look 
not with like a supermodel uh-huh. or like going to the gym not because all you want is an eight pack like for you to get an eight pack you're gonna have to like work out so hard all day and then starve yourself for three days and not drink water and then take a picture and uh-huh. you'll have your eight pack <laughs> but like it's not attainable for yeah. normal life unless that's what you want your life to be um, and it's so hard to go to the gym. At least that's been hard for me. Sometimes I go to the gym and I work out hard for two months and I look in the mirror and I'm not the picture that I'm trying mm-hmm. to become. So I think it's a really healthy shift to, to, to throw away the picture and just do it for, I want to be healthy. I'm open to changes that will happen in my body, but I'm not labeling like what needs to like happen David calls it like a by a byproduct yeah it's, right. just, it's, it's a cool little side effect if it happens it happens and like when you're saying like throw away the picture i just mine is just i replace the picture with my right. family like yeah. that's what like i look at is like honestly like it's i'm not just saying it in a cheesy way like they are literally the most important thing to me i mean you'll ask the um owners of the studio that i work for the um other coaches anyone like that if you were to ask them like what what is most important to David? It's them. They're yeah. they're like it for me. Mm-hmm. With and I and I want to be as healthy as I can so I can be there for them. No, totally. And, and like, so like I think when we have the right motivation, right. And not to say like, of course, like I'm working out for health and for my family and for my future, and I'm also working out because I want to look good. Like mm-hmm. having such a crazy shift in my body, it killed my confidence it killed like Dallin and I's just like parts of our relationship that Mm -hmm. I didn't think it would touch and like we're going to I'm going to the gym to like regain the confidence but like I will never look like how I looked before I had babies like I will never lose my stretch marks or like things will never be where they once were and I have had to come to a place where and I'm still working on it where I just where I have to okay with it where I have to look at the mirror now and and kind of see realities and 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 be happy with them and love them and feel stronger because of them and not feel like I don't deserve to be seen or I don't deserve to like wear a swimsuit or it's like it's I think the it's a very personal thing that you need to know like the gym or dieting isn't mm-hmm. going to cure it has to be a mental shift and I first. think too I think most people are their own worst critics yeah totally like we get people that come in all the time that they describe how they're feeling or how they look we get the uh-huh. look a lot like oh, I'm not like looking this way and like from the outside looking in to be able to see their progress from day one to like now we see incredible change right and but all they see people, is like oh when I shake my arm this uh-huh, way it still moves I know or they don't when it's I, very hard to when recognize when I bend over change. there's still wrinkles in my stomach uh-huh. like, I think it's hard for people to uh-huh. see positive change in themselves and so that's that's a motivation killer and I think just I think you just have to like words of affirmation or have a buddy who can like tell you good things or I don't even know how to fix that um for for me it's just been trying to convince myself it's not true um so I we just had a lot of questions about how do I stay motivated how would I stay motivated and that's been my biggest motivational killer so I thought I would just bring that up for you guys Hmm. yeah so many of the questions that we got were specific ones how to do this how to do this but it was a lot of the what's but really i think the why having a burning why is the most important part like we talked Mm -hmm. about and then you can go online and and there's there's countless like workout plans or or things like that or sign up for orange theory (laughs) but um like having that burning why 
I think the, the what's and the how's will come a lot more naturally is like, like once you get that burning why you can go read, you know, Mike Matthews, bigger, leaner, stronger book or, or thinner, leaner. What's the women's version. You know, that's the one that I read. It's really good. Or just like even set up one or two times with a personal trainer at your own gym, wherever you're at, and then figure out the, the what's and the how's. But having that burning why is like one of my takeaways from this chat with David. And that will keep me motivated to you know, figure out the, the how's of working out and the what's of working out. That'll be specific to me. I think too, people like noticing that they, um, Cause I think when a lot of the what questions come up and we kind of talked about this a little bit before how yeah. I think naturally people just want something that's going to solve it. You know what I mean? Like they want to know like, okay, if I cut out carbohydrates, then I will be skinny. Or like if I eat more protein, then I'm going to get more muscle. Or if I just stop doing this, then this will be it. It's, we're very like, we want immediate result. We cause an effect. Like we want to be able to see that. And so I think it's a, it's a struggle to help people realize that it's like, there's no magic pill. There's, I mean, the thing is with, um, there's, there's no, like, there's no like magic to it. It's just, it's consistency over time with making healthy choices. That's all it is. It's the health investments you're putting into your health IRA or whatever it is. Like, that's why, like, honestly, and I've told people this in the classes and stuff. I don't know if you've ever been there, but like, I feel like every workout you come in and do, or every like good choice you make it's like you're putting some money in your health retirement and then like it's going to compound over years if you stick with it if you cash out early you stop your routine then you're not going to have as much you know what i mean like if i were if me and my wife were to go cash out our retirement now it's gonna be significantly less than if we do it in 20 years so i feel like health is the same way that like if we try to stop it early for ebbing and flowing in our consistency like we see the most result from people that it's like they've just been steady and consistent. It's not like this month I'm doing no sugar, you know, or like I'm going to work out hard for three months and then I'm going to take the month off. Like it just, it's just consistency. It's nothing drastic. Yeah. Well, that reminds me like from school, from college, a lot of the studies that they would do to show if this worked for weight loss or if this worked for that, a lot of them, I was shocked, like, but to be considered successful, it was, oh, the, this group of participants in the study lost one and a half pounds over the course of a year. So, but, so don't, I mean, there are fad diets and things, but if you imagine yourself working out and being healthy for 10 years, like, and you're making minimal changes in body composition each of those years, by the time you, even just three or four years, you'll be a totally different body, I think. Yeah. The body composition thing's huge. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at just changing body fat percentage or gaining lean muscle, it's a very, it's a slow long-term process. Yeah. And it's crazy. We kind of, when we've tracked people's progression and stuff, like at the studio, like, did you guys do that little body scan? Yes. And then I did it again. And cause I gained weight and I was like, what the heck? But I, and everyone should do this who works out because usually at that point I would think this isn't working. Like my goal is to lose weight. Buffer? Yeah. I had, I had like gained water weight. You have your results right there. Oh. We yeah. Let's read them over the, yeah, we'll read them over the you mic. can. I gained a ton of water weight, which is probably great. I was probably dehydrated. And each of the first your legs time. gained like two and then, pounds of muscle, right? Yeah. So I had gained like seven pounds, but it was my it's body fat percentage had gone down cool. and my water had gone up and my like arms and legs and I think, and I think too, like what we see is, I mean, with just speaking to like how slow it is, quote mm-hmm. unquote, of like body composition change, a good, healthy 
percentage to look at, like let's say like a two month period of time, maybe 1%. Yeah. Maybe. Some people lose like half a percent. Some people a little bit more, but like you're not going to be losing like 10% body fat in a couple months. It's just, that's probably the result of an extreme diet that's not sustainable. And I would just say and throw away your scale. Into it. Yeah. Like it's so depressing to like on days where I weighed less, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm amazing. And then on days where it went up, which it was every other day, like it fluctuates so much. I would just hate myself. But then I kind of been trying to go just by clothes, like, oh, my clothes fit better. Yeah. And oh, like I have more energy. Like if my clothes fit better, but I weigh like six pounds more, I still don't really understand that. Um, <laughs> if something must be happening, I don't know. Yeah, I was so super your, your decomposition. Your body, your body like, I re, done... redistributes it. I mean, yeah. you know that where it's like, and then the thing is too, like muscle takes up less room than fatty tissue does. Yes. And then it's denser. I mean, people say muscle weighs more than fat. That's like this, this, uh-huh. uh, what do they call it? Like a, Tony Perkins. Oh, we're done. I love heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But like muscle weighs more than that. And it's true. And it takes up less room. That's why people can feel like my clothes fit better, but why am I heavier? Mm-hmm. Because they're taking up less space with a more denser mass right. of material, which is muscle. Uh-huh. And suddenly it becomes not about a number. It becomes about health, uh-huh. which is a hard shift for a girl, I think. Yeah. So real quick, getting practical, like for somebody who just wants to get started, make a big change in, in their health and they don't have access to an orange theory, whether it's like location or budget, like say they just like go to a $10 a month gym. What would you suggest like first steps for somebody wanting to make a big change? Uh, like how would they get started? Like learning the what's in the house and, and executing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little bit specific to somebody, but I would say to, um, I mean, it's going to sound very general and probably maybe not the answer everyone wants to hear, but like for me, Orange Theory is what works for me and I love it. And like you were saying, like if that's not in the cards near you or something like that, find something that works for you. Right. Like you like, honestly, like find something college, that does. You just created yeah. a friend group. We and just you guys... did something because it's like there back when I was in college, there was an Orange Theory in Utah that came in 2014. That was two years after I graduated first in Utah. Mm-hmm. And so like. There are people that like, yeah, they'll get on the internet and they'll follow videos and that, that works for them and they stay motivated with it. Or say they go to a, a gold gym or a Vasa or a planet fitness, whatever it is, they pay 10 bucks a month and they get into their gym and that's the resource they have. Um, just finding something that works, but like it's that accountability part. I think that is really key. Have a friend that you go with, have a family member that knows what you're doing, have someone that can help check in with you and it makes a huge difference. So you're not just in it alone. Mm-hmm. with it because i feel like when you have a support system a community around you something that people notice you're there they you have someone that like will know if you're going to your workouts it's a huge huge piece of it are there facebook groups i'm oh, sure there are there, there probably are some out there's there. a facebook group for everything there yeah Hashtag i mean we, the we have club i know and we <laughs> oh is there one yeah i'll have to join it <laughs> we um i mean like every one of our studios has their own facebook group That's cool. that are private just for the members or there's i mean there's everywhere you go i'm sure there is some kind of fitness facebook like and there's they honestly like and pretty much none of them charge money to go and do you can yeah. be part of a support group and a something to stay accountable i mean it can really be it can be a friend that's out of state that you just they know you're working out and maybe they call you twice a week and they're just like hey do you get your workouts in and that's it yeah like, or that it can be just as easy as like I struggle with this. I'm like a back row sitter and I don't like make a lot of noise and I'm in and out. But just like if you're going to a gym class, just turn over, turn to the person next to you and introduce yourself, say hi, and just start forming like a small friendship where like 
where you can, if you don't have friends who are working out, which I'm sure a lot of people might not have, make a friend where you're working out so that you like, like be that helpful person to yourself where like, if you don't have that, make it happen for yourself. Um, that kind of, all of that kind of answered, we had a lot of questions about getting over gym fear. If you're a new person who's never been to the Uh gym and I think it's just being like, what is it that we built a zoo video? Mark, Matt Damon says something like, you just need, like, you don't have to be brave forever. You just need like two seconds, two seconds of insane insane bravery or insane courage to do big things. I promise you something great will happen. So nice. Actually, I saw that movie in the theaters Yeah, Yeah. on a date back in college. Um, but like, I, I, I agree with that. Where like a lot of people that come in for their first class, it's amazing when we hear like, they're like, oh my gosh, I've driven by this place for a year and I've been so scared to go in. And we're like, why? They like, they greet you with smiles when you walk in the door, they're hugging each other. Like it's this nice supportive environment. But I think from the outside looking at any fitness routine, people see as intimidating. Yeah. But I think when they can find something that's going to support them, nurture them, help them feel Mm -hmm. special while they're there, then it's that's really what you need. What would you say to people who say they're embarrassed of people looking at them while working out? Like people who are just haters back off. I get, I mean, people ask that a lot. Like I'm embarrassed of people just like watching me or I don't like people. I feel like everybody's watching me at the gym. If you say that's what would you say to them? I can, I can get that. I can understand where that comes from. Just I think work out with me and you'll I know, work out with Ashley. She'll the miss bench. the bench and you will feel great about yourself. Um, <laughs> But I feel like that's one of the reasons I like where I'm at with Orange Theory is because for one, the lights are low. Yeah, they're, I like they're that dim. About that. And so like the lighting's good. You look a little better and dimmer. You feel like you're tan yeah. <laughs> until you step out you in the do. fluorescent lighting outside. <laughs> but like it's very, no one's looking really at each other because they're so focused on the intensity they're doing, even though you're within a community and a group. And so finding something like that that's going to you don't want to step into a, a place where like you feel uncomfortable. So the thing is, if you go into, let's just say gold gym and you don't feel comfortable, find somewhere else. There, there's going to be somewhere else. Even if it's your videos at home, mm-hmm. like find somewhere that's going to be supportive to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't go into somewhere that's not going to like, like, I'm not going to roll into McDonald's and be like, this is going to be the healthiest thing I eat. Like, like- why would I go there? <laughs> like, I, I need to go somewhere if I want to eat healthy, that's going to support that. And so if Village a gym Baker. is not going to support with how you... Their pizza is really good. So good. good. <laughs> They're um, carbs, people. They're good. Uh-huh. Um, but like if um, it's not going to be supportive to what you want to do and your goals and how you're feeling, like you got to find something else that's going to do it because I don't know if you're going to magically get over not feeling that way that like someone's looking at or they might legitimately like there are people that are very judgmental out there. Or there's people like me who are literally don't know how to do what you're supposed to be doing. So they're staring at you because they think you know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, please show me. You're like, should I fall off the bench? <laughs> okay. So I wanted to hit you before we shut down this podcast. I wanted to hit you with some like rapid fire questions. We had a time okay. and you don't I'll, have I'll to like, quick. you don't have to delve into um just kind of like okay. what comes to your I'll mind. I'll give first. a couple of sentence answers. Okay. What's the number one ingredient you should put in your shake every morning? What's your favorite thing to put in your shake? Like healthy thing. I don't know. If there, I, maybe let's say that let's greens, <laughs> something that's like, if, it, if it's hard for you to get like something that's green, uh-huh. spinach, kale, something like that, like mix it in where you're not going to taste it. Dallin hates my you. shakes. Cause I shove them. Like I like fill that you thing. It's like 90, it's 90 percent. You do. Cause like, you're not eating it anywhere. It's basically else. like shredded lettuce from cafe Rio. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> like a, you can't drink it. My salad here. Okay. Best workout to get toned arms. What's your favorite thing? What's your go-to arm workout? I know uh, there's a hundred. 
we'll say tricep extensions. Okay. Yeah. I hate those. Okay. Um, we did those like two days ago. <laughs> I know. I'm always like. And she hated them. Okay. A lot of people asked about like. Belly fat. Belly fat. Oh, uh, there's no spot treatment. Work your entire body. Okay. Do metabolic type exercise, which would be cardio, running, rowing, and lift weights. Yeah, that was another. Let's, that was my let's next like question. say lift weights. Can I say that again? Yeah, lift weights. There's so many people that are fearful of lifting weights because well, of, you just don't know how to do it. That was well, my. We don't thing. know, and women say a lot of like, but I don't want to get the big. Yeah, muscles. I don't want to turn into a bodybuilder. And it's like if you can come into one of our classes and become a bodybuilder, teach us your ways because there are plenty of guys that would love to do that. And it just doesn't happen, at least in our, we're not we yeah. don't like a bodybuilding studio or anything, but like you got to lift weights. And when you lift weights, you have resistance training that increases your metabolism. You burn more calories, you burn more fat and it's just, it's science. And so you gotta, you gotta be able to have some lean muscle on your body to be able to help with okay. that. But like doing a million crunches, isn't going to get rid of body fat or like belly fat. Right. You have to like, you have to work your entire body and usually kind of like the first two come onto your body is the last to go. So if when you start gaining weight, you gain it first in your stomach, that's usually going to be the last thing to start toning down. Huh. So a the of, first will be last. And the last, the last will be first. <laughs> Would you say it's the same for like butt and thighs? A yeah, lot of people ask that too. And there's so many that are like, oh yeah, I want to tone my, my butt. Oh, I want to do this. It's just like, just stick to a well-rounded program. A you got to get your body balanced. You got to have like, you don't want to overwork one and imbalance something else. Like just... There's no spot treatment and exercise. Okay. Good one. I have a one. Um, what is this Dallin's or is this one? No, this, this is, is a personal this one is, to Dallin. <laughs> no. Okay. I read this one. This one is a personal question. What do you eat for snacks? Like what's your go-to uh, snack? Um, we honestly try to find just anything that is real food, minimally processed and good. Like right now, one of our favorite things is at the Costco up here in South mm -hmm. Jordan. There are these things called Autumn's Gold Bars that are like six or seven ingredients that are, and I don't promote like gluten-free or fat-free or anything like that, but they, they don't have grains in them. They don't have dairy in them. They don't have whatever, but they taste great. And it's just stuff that's like, it's a good, like high protein uh, snack. It's just like, yeah, it's just a, a snack. And so we, we, we don't eat them all the time, but it's like, we keep some stuff that's ready to go in case like we're like running out the door. Yeah, like we have to do something in the stroller. We or grab a couple yeah. or something like that. But autumn, I think it's autumn's gold or something cool. like that. Well, but check those out. We love They're fantastic. Costco. They're on like the cereal aisle. Oh. They put them with the cereal stuff by like the fig bars and yeah. things like that. Yeah. We'll but they're fantastic. Dal and I are Sweet. like mapping out the store in our mind. Right <laughs> uh -uh. It's right past, past the, the freezers booty. to yeah. the, yeah, <laughs> past the, past okay. the popcorn. <laughs> what time of the oh, day gosh. is the best time to work out? Oh, it's, it's going to be whatever works for it's you. Whatever works for you. There's, you could find research that will show you morning workouts do this. And there are benefits of morning workout compared to evening, but their benefits are slightly different. And so it's not like you're going to get less out of one or the other. It's what works for you is going to get you the workout. Okay, how do you get your kids to make healthier choices? Oh, just do your best. <laughs> we just are yeah. honestly, and the thing is, we we're trying to raise our kids to where trying being the key word. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? Because how do you try? <laughs> how do you, <laughs> you try? You, you have, have a child power. who does not want to try anything. Well, ours so like like I told you right now, like ours are like fueled by toast. I mean that literally. Granted, it's toast made from sourdough that my wife made, so it's a little better than Wonder Bread or something. Right. But like, it's um do your best. And we don't want our kids to be raised feeling like chocolate is bad 
Right. Or candy is bad or the cookie is bad. We don't want them to have this negative mentality about food or like you can't have this. It's yeah, not like good. Things in moderation. So like make we choices. like if if they're in nursery at church, like we're, they can eat the candy. If they're like trick or treating, they can eat their pieces of candy. If someone gives them like a cookie or something, they can eat it. But like we here's the good thing. Control what you can control. So in the home, we're not buying candy at Costco and bringing it in because mm-hmm. we know they're going to get it outside. Mm-hmm. We don't and buy so, candy at Costco either. And but so we just don't do it. Send we, us boxes we try, of candy. <laughs> man, people got to be more like you to get sent candy. <laughs> um, but we try to just like control what we can control. And you know what? Like if they're not, our kids surprisingly, their saving graces are they will eat salmon. No. Wow. Yes. I guess we've never tried to feed our kids they will salmon. Eat salmon okay, James eats anything, but and George, they will eat, there's oh like one God. other thing that's like super good for them that they eat. But then like everything else, it's like, you know what? They can eat the dino nuggets from Costco because that's what's going to work. Oh, good. Tonight. I was going to ask because George lives that's on what, nuggets. Like, they say all natural on the box, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like it's just parents got to be not as hard on themselves and they got to teach their kids good relationships with food. So they're not feeling like I can't have this or this is bad. Yeah. Shakes That's have been good. our saving grace. I like throw oatmeal in them, vegetables. And they'll drink it. Yeah. yeah. And they just our kids drink will it. drink stuff like, too when it's got like green, a subtle like, over flavor of fruit or something algae. like that. I put algae in it. That's what spirulina. Or, Out of the lake? Yeah, no, I bought it. You just it. go straight it's over fresh. to the it's lake. Like from Hawaii, it's from so Hawaii. It's fresh. must be good. Yeah. All okay. right. Another question a few people asked was, how do I get off the last few pounds? Like I've done the first chunk, but the last few seem to be really hard. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, we get asked this a lot. Um, just, I think, patience. Yeah? It it's, doesn't you, just go slower for the last few pounds? Just keep it up? Sometimes it can be so... It's just so different with everyone's body. I mean, there can be so many different factors and circumstances that lead into it of like what their stress levels are like. How are they sleeping? How well hydrated are they? I mean, there are so many different things that can factor into it that it's hard to just say like, eat this, do this, and you'll be good. I think people just got to manage like being well-rounded with being healthy. Like I think people used to say like, it's 80% nutrition and 20% fitness. I feel like it's, it's starting to be more broadly accepted that it's like 10 or 20% of a lot of different categories. It's your mental health. It's your physical health. It's your um, stress levels. It's how you sleep. It's how well you're hydrated. It's there's so many different things that play into your overall health. It's not just like, am I eating right? Am I exercising? Mm-hmm. So like if people can manage their stress a little better, if people can get a little more sleep, that would be better instead of running on like two or three hours of sleep. Um, I do not sleep very much. <laughs> it's <laughs> getting better design. now that it's James, better. James is starting to sleep through the oh, night, which has been amazing. Kids. So when you're yeah. with kids, just do your best. But like, um, it's just making, trying to have different things that are good for you will all play into helping you and then being going easy on yourself, not being hard on yourself, but where it's like, and not setting, like, I think Ashley, you were talking about this before where it's like not setting the losing the last three pounds as your mark of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when the three pounds happens, cool. If I stick to the routine, it's probably going to happen, but let me just keep feeling healthy and checking in with like, regardless of the three pounds, do I feel good right now? If you feel good, great. Keep doing what you're doing. If you feel awful and sick in your body, then we might need to change some things, right. but that's good. I think just honestly, being people old. are just too hard on themselves. Yeah, that, yeah. I love how you just talk a lot about uh-huh. being more conscious about how your body feels rather than just like imposing things on your body. Just like focus on how you're really feeling. But then again, like people who are really entrenched in bad habits, that might be a little harder for it's them. It's hard. You know? Well, I think 
I don't know. I think it's such a good way to think about it because there's such a bad rap for healthy people. Like, oh, you work out. Oh, you eat good foods. You must be unhappy because you're always saying no to yourself and you're never doing fun things. Or even like on the flip side that they feel like it's easy for the person that's healthy. Yeah. Or And And I don't think that it's like, not to say that it's like, it becomes quote unquote easy because it's been done over a long period of time. It's become a habit. habit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like when it's brand new, like you were saying, Dallin to somebody, it is hard. And so it's not to knock that. It's like, what we're saying is like, Hey guys, magically you all need to be okay with yourselves. You all need to have like, don't worry about those last three pounds. Don't worry about the baby weight. Like it's not saying that it's saying that if you start to make little changes, sustain them over time, then in three, four, five, six years, I know it seems like a really long time, but you're going to notice that it becomes easier because it becomes habitual. And, and not to say to you won't see changes either. Yeah. And then it's just like when the changes come up, it's like, oh, well, cool. It's kind of like if you are if you get a bonus at work or if you get sent the candy in the mail, it's just kind of like, cool, this is something I didn't expect and it's here. Awesome. But I, I, I felt great along the ride. Okay. Do, yeah. do men or women have to take supplements or use protein powder to see real results? Um, I think- ha- slash do you take supplements? Or use I protein powder. Do not take supplements and I do not take protein powder. Oh, <gasps> gas. Um, <laughs> shock. Uh, Nothing. What do you do for no. like what do you just um so when when I, I like to think of the word supplementation. I mean, think of what that word actually means. You're supplementing something that's missing. So if you're missing it in your diet, that's why you would supplement it. Right. So I feel like if you're eating the foods that would have that nutrition, you don't need to supplement it. So okay. if you're eating enough protein in your actual food, you don't need to supplement it. And typically protein powders are processed in a way they're, they're done in a way that like it's not absorbed as well in the body or as bioavailable as it is when you're actually getting it out of the food, they can be expensive, but I do get the flip side of it where it's, it's convenience. People are on the run. They have a busy schedule. So you got to do what's going to work well for you. Um, but just, I feel like if you can get it in actual food, it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. So like, fish oil. Let's just use that as an example. If you're going to, if you can eat salmon, you can eat cod, you can eat tuna, whatever it is that's going to give you oils from fish. You don't need to take it to eat it. Like you don't need to take a pill to do it because you're getting it in your food. So like you would only ever need a supplement if it's something that's going to supplement something that you're missing. Like people that are anemic, you would need to take iron or if people have to have iron infusion, stuff like that. So it's like, that's a supplement to their body because they need it. They're deficient in it. So there, there is a place for supplements, but I don't think it's something where you have to go to GNC and load up on supplements because it's, Oh, this one's a fat burner. And this one is the multivitamin. And this one is this, because if you're getting it in your food, you don't get it in the way it's intended, not packaged in a little pill. That's good. That's really cool to hear. All of your answers are surprising. Well, not, they're not, they're, they're just like sitting well with me. You know, they feel good. It's not like, you got to spend a bunch of money to do this, or you got to like, you know, do all these hard things. It's all, it all feels natural and, and right. That's, you know? Yeah, no, that's the thing too. It's like, it's, it's just, it's real life. I mean, not to get all like, um, biblical or anything, but I mean, I'm religious, I'm LDS, so Mormon. Um, and so like, I, I don't think when God created the earth, he made a multivitamin for people to take. I mean, but if people are deficient in something, then they take it. But like, I feel like he, he gave food and plants and resources and things like that, that will give us like the nutrients and the stuff that we need. Okay. Just a few more. No, you're good. Okay. How, what do you recommend doing for once a day for a once a day, 10 minute exercise? Someone only has 10 minutes. 
Like, do you tell them uh, just do burpees for do, 10 do minutes? Do something that'll just involve your whole body. So they call it, they'll call it like compound movement. So uh-huh. it would be like burpees would be one or something that like, if you have access to a little bit of like weights, doing stuff where it's like lower and upper body combined, where you're not just like, I'm going to do 10 bicep curls and I'm right. going to do five squats. Like do something that involves your entire body. Okay. Do you have any tips for workouts that could help your posture? Like what's a good exercise like for posture? Really, really any exercise, just being aware of your posture. While right. you're doing and that's a lot of people had that question like how do i know if i'm doing it right do you have any you have tips to, if you don't you have, have to a, find someone that'll help you with it find that's a hard someone one. or you have I to think, like find someone who will watch you or uh-huh. get a <laughs> mirror in a professional way there's videos um, online but it's just hard when yeah it's like you have to use a mirror to, you have to look at stuff but it does help i mean i know that sometimes budget wise it comes into like oh but i can't afford to have a trainer i can't afford to have this type of membership or anything like that but maybe just but for a sometimes, couple times i mean if you can do it for a period of time to gain the knowledge of how your body is it's kind of like if i were to say like oh you know what like this ailment in my body i just i don't have the money to pay that hundred dollar visit to the doctor to go get it fixed i'm gonna try to figure it out myself mm-hmm. like sometimes you need someone who understands and knows it from the outside looking in to then even if it's for a shorter period of time that's how Ashley and I justify paying for orange theory. <laughs> it's like we're, we can either like invest in our bodies now or we can have more hospital bills later in life. You know what I'm saying? It's the compression of morbidity. It's the compression of no, morbidity. No, it is. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't think people think about that a lot, that it's like. It shocked health me health when I learned about costs it. costs money. Like it, even if you have a, a lower deductible, it still costs money. Medications cost money. Different things. It, it, there's financial implications to it. So it's like, yeah, you're paying $100, $150 a month now. But do you want to feel awful and pay probably more than that in the later stages right? of your life? Well, the studies are ridiculous. Like know. people who work out and eat healthy, like oh, the may- cost of living. maybe their like time when they're sick and they can't do a lot of things and they're kind of like home ridden. It's like one year and, oh, the, or and less. then they it's die. Crazy. Like when you're just at the end of your life. Right. Versus- it sounds all like morbid, but it's like, I want to die within like a month or something, like, like a week of finding out that I'm sick with something. Right. Yeah. They're in like, I want to have it be where like my ferrari with my family and it accidentally rolls off a cliff and we all go together <laughs> right. i don't know but like it, it i don't know Versus, I, I don't think our bodies are meant to be like riddled with disease or and to have it um inactive like they're meant to move they're meant to move around yeah, yeah. i mean you're meant to like and it's so run around hard. with your grandkids you're right. meant to sing you're meant to dance you're meant to laugh you're meant to like walk up and down stairs like you're but in today's world where we're not farmers and we're not like up and active and like most jobs are sitting at a desk now, right? Like Like, a large number. So it, it becomes a, a, a a place where you need to like factor that in and schedule that in. And I think a lot of people too have come to accept that just like, like we're we're kind of like a very sick society nation (laughs) as like, there's so many diseases. There's so many, and it's become things. so okay and, and normal. Been, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's become very like okay and accepted where it's like, oh yeah, I, oh, like I eat this pre- and my stomach just kind of hurts. Or oh yeah, I, I'm I have a little pre-diabetes. Constipated. Or, or oh, I'm a little bit like my heartburn just happens after I eat I have tacos. Or oh yeah, I have sleep apnea. I don't sleep well. Like it just becomes so accepted. And then it's like, oh yeah, and I just take a pill to kind of like mask it. Uh-huh. Like I feel like it's just so. Like be your own pill. Well accepted. When you can't. Like so many people can't. Yeah. And there, there are exceptions where it's like, I don't know, people get type one diabetes or different like issues where it's like, they don't really know where it's coming from. That like, I don't want to say that like eating healthy and working out is going to 
cure cancer and it's going to fix all of this. Right. Like it, but, it might not, but it, it can help avoid a lot of things right. that you could it's potentially a, like have. It's a fact like so many issues that people have are a result of like lifestyle choices. And I think, yeah, people, and I think people are just okay with it, and which is kind of sad. Instead just of like, okay with yeah settled. Yeah. I'm okay with the high blood pressure because I can take my pill and it lowers it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why not eat good food that makes you and exercise and it makes you not have high blood pressure? Uh-huh. Then you don't have to take the pill. Right. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's uh this has been this has been great. I, I knew it was gonna be good, but I didn't even think it was gonna be this good. So thank you so much to David for being here. This has been awesome. And on behalf of everybody listening, thank you from them as well. I hope this gives you guys like a solid Uh, I hope this is a big boost in your motivation, gives you some pointers to get started, some motivation to get started and help you identify your own why for why you want to, you know, be more healthy. This has definitely given Ashley and I a better why of, or at least we have the goal to write down our whys now and not just to look better, but to like have a much longer, healthier life. So that's our challenge to you to go write down your why behind your motive, behind your, why you're exercising and working out. That's what Ashley and I are going to do tonight. And, um, just remember that we've said a lot of things. Um, and if, if if it's touched you the wrong way or just know we're saying them out of love and out of, um, like speaking from our own personal experiences. And we know that everyone has their own experiences, their own life, their own situation, their own problems and hard times and struggles. Um, and don't let anything we say make you feel like, like that's not, uh, that's not a reason or that's not something that for sure would, would cause things in your life. We're just saying like, there's no better time than today to make a positive change in your life and do something that you've had a goal to do for so long. So please take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, everyone's experience and life is different and just make a choice today to, to, to do a little better and to be a little better in things that will help your life to be a happier place. Whatever the next step is for you, everybody's at a different place in their life so again david it's been awesome any last words no just they (laughs) they they said it all really well just go easy on yourselves because that you can be your own worst critic sometimes so just love yourself you're probably doing a lot better than you think cool that's great man thank you so much okay thank you guys for listening this is the this is big little life with the dashleys and we will see you next week for the podcast and in the meantime Go and join us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube for the vlogs. Remember that if you repost a picture of yourself listening to our podcast, we will be choosing a few lucky winners and sending them either a Chick-fil-A gift card or if you don't have a Chick-fil-A near you, we will DM you and find the restaurant of your choice. I also, want, I want the Chick-fil-A gift card. <laughs> That's healthy, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, they have salads. They, yeah. Chicken is protein. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The cool. grilled nuggets. The grilled, grilled nuggets. nuggets. Uh-huh. I know, but the fried nuggets. Okay. We so won't good. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dallin are going to go get chips. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Okay, see you guys. Have a good one. You can follow David on Instagram at the Fajardo fam. I'll put the link in the description for the podcast if you want to see a lot of his family and a lot of Orange Theory along with David himself.